As we discussed yesterday in the Mishnah, a person as well as his begotten and animals are all subject to the Issa of Tchumen on Shabbos as well as on Yontiv. And we defined whose Tchumen animal or beggar is subject to depending on various scenarios. And we discussed items that belong to one brother or multiple brothers and a behemoth that is given to a shepherd as well as a woman who creates a cook dish or bakes a loaf of bread and uses various ingredients that were borrowed from her friend. And we saw that at times the beggar or the behemoth is kind of shvisa and their tchum status either solely based on the owner's or borrower's status at Benish Marshes or there can be items where you need to look at all the owner's joint status and you have to be machmir based on all various possibilities and can only carry the item within the overlapping and common areas of all potential tchumen and our Gemara will continue to discuss the concept of tchumen with the inner benefit of discussing if we hold yech or ein brera. now let's define the concept of brera now so we won't continue to explain brera as we learn the suga as we will see in a moment if two people buy something in a partnership and intend to split up the partnership immediately thereafter for example Reuben and Shimon buy a barrel of wine together and each one will take 50% of the wine at a later date if we hold Yehishbira then we look at the wine as if it already is split between the partners and once Reuben takes his portion or part of his portion then that this glass of wine was always his glass even at the moment that they bought it Bishupis. and retroactively we now know that this glass of wine was his chalik if we hold Einbira, then the wine is owned by the Shufim as a Taruvis until the moment that Reuben takes his glass of wine. So let's begin our Gemara. If we learn, if there are two partners that bought a barrel of wine or an animal on Erev Yantiv with intent to split it and use it on Yantiv, so Rav holds that each partner can carry their portion of the wine based on their Tchum and they are not restricted to the other partner's potentially conflicting Tchum. However, animal, then that animal will be restricted to the overlapping and shared chum because we look at it as a shared behemoth. Shmuel says that we don't make a chil between a barrel of wine and an animal by both the din is that they would be usa, which means not of course that they're usa to carry it means it's restricted to the overlapping and shared chum. Now the fact that Shmuel doesn't make a chil between a barrel of wine and an animal is very understandable as Rashi explains because Shmuel holds the chilet that came to this person really was supposed to go to a friend who and therefore that portion that Reuben ultimately took from Shimon was of Shimon, and therefore you have to go and restrict that chum to the overlapping and shared chum. However, as the Gemara continues to ask on Rav Shita, it's going to be very schwer because my Rav, what does Rav hold? If he holds that there's a din of Yesh Breyer, I feel the behemoth then they're considered separate and not considered shifts, and therefore by the behemoth also, it shouldn't be restricted to an overlapping and shared chum, it should be based on the person himself. So Ruben's portion, he should be able to take towards his tchum. Shimon should be able to take towards his tchum. And Rav shouldn't have said that Behemasura that the Behem is restricted. And if it's Pshat that Rav holds Embraer, then we understand why Behemasura, but Afilu Chav is not Masura, then he should all like Shmuel that even the barrel of wine should be restricted as well. That my answer is really Rav is of the opinion that Yeshbraya, the Shanya Behema, the Kayanki Tchum Madani, that Behema is a special type of Bria because the Behema is alive at the onset of Yantiv. And Rashi explains, Vishani Behema Shahis. Since it was alive, and while it's alive, each part of the animal needs the other part of the animal in order to stay alive. And even once it's yontem, each eva and eva are interdependent on each other. They ain't can liver, and therefore you can't say that we're going to be buried or something may occur because it was one chefza and you couldn't split it apart. And that's why Rav holds, but specifically he holds but a barrel of wine, he definitely holds of the concept of yesh 
And that's why once each partner takes their share of the wine, they could go and take it and travel with it up to their ear of their Tchumen, and they're not dependent on their friend and on their Shutif. But the Gemara now is on Rab, Amalei Rab Kana, Rab Asli Rab, Rab Kana and Rab Asli both ask Rab, Le'isa Muxalei Chashu, Le'isa Tchumen Chashu, how can you tell me B'negea Behemah, since it's Yoinik from each other, and each Ava is Yoinik from the entire Behemah, therefore the din is that it's also to carry it outside of the overlapping and shared Chum, but if so, the same Svarah should apply B'negea Muxa, and we should look at this animal when it becomes Be'nesh Mashas, that it's actually Muxa, because when Be'nesh Mashas comes, and Reuben and Shimon own the animal B'shufis, then Reuben is not thinking about eating the Shufis and the Chalik of Shimon. Shimon's not thinking about eating the Chalik of the Behemoth that belongs to Reuben, and therefore, since they were Maxed at Midaitai, and they're totally in the, each other, and the Behemoth itself is independent on each other, so the whole Behemoth should become Muxa both to Reuben and to Shimon. Of course we don't say that, of course you're allowed to shech this Behemoth. So we see the status of this Behemoth doesn't change because Koyanki just because they're being yoinik from each other and they're dependent on each other. And the Gemara says, Shasuk Rav, the Rav was quiet and he didn't respond to the Shiloh of Rav Kana and Rav Asi. Now, Taisis actually points out that it'll feed away we understand this Gemara based on the way we explained it, which is Rashi's Pshat, the Kasha in the middle of Taisis, Issa Muxa Kashu, he asks, My Yenikas Muxa Yeshkan, how can you say, Benegayim Muxa, this is Yenika, Valoy Chel Chaber Mutaloy Lechel, Lemaisa, even though Ruvain is not thinking about eating the Chelik of Shimon, but of course Shimon could go and share that Chelik with Ruvain in Nasle Chaberi if he wants to give it to him on Yotiv, and therefore it's not a skatsoy, it's not something which is separate and becomes muksa, and Lukhari is not doima to the same din of Tchum, Ayin Taisus, and Taisus therefore learns a little bit differently, Agmar Ayin Shum. And the Gemara now is, my Havilo Lemaisa, what's a psak, but he a barrel of wine, and but he a behemoth on Yotiv that belonged to Shutim, from Hoshi Amma Yeshbira, of Hoshi Paskins at Yeshbira, and therefore there's no difference between a behemoth and a barrel of wine, it's muta, and you can't be mechal between a behemoth and a barrel of wine because of the Shiloh that we had from Ramakana and Rabasi. Rabbi says, Aimbrera, I hold that Aimbrera, and therefore by both cases, it's going to be restricted to the overlapping and Shayat Chum. Zakhmar, Vesavar, Abhisha, Yeshbrera, you tell me, Abhisha is the man that holds that Yeshbrera, but Tanan, we have a Mishnah which we had on Dafyod Amin Aleph, Hamas, Babayas, if someone has a dead person that's in his house, and we know if there's a corpse under the same oil with a Kli, that the din is that that Kli becomes Tame. Not only are the things in the house Tame, but we saw before the things outside the house, but under the doorframe are also Tame. So if there are multiple doors, and you're not sure which doorway you're going to take this mace out of, the din is that all doorways are going to be tummy, and anything that's outside the doorway, as long as it's under the frame of the doorway, will be tummy, even though they're not mamish under the oil of the mace, but that's how Lachal should be seen, as Rashi points out, on Daflam and So again, if you had a mace in a house, and the house has many doorways, all the door frames are going to be tummy, and anything sitting in that door frame will be tummy. Niftach Echmen, who tummy the Kulun If one of the door frames now will be opened up, so not only did you think that you're going to take the mace out of this doorway, but you Misa did a action and you opened up the doorway, so who tummy be cool and tar, that doorway is going to be tummy, but the rest of the doorways will be tar, and that's because we look at it and we say that likely the mace will go out of that doorway. If someone only had kavanah, he's going to take it out of one of the doorway, but he didn't actually do a Misa and he didn't open up that doorway. Or does the window that he says, I'm going to take the mace out of this window, which is four by four tvachim, which is enough to get a mace out of. So the din is that your machshav is enough, and therefore the tumas mace will not go out of the doorways. It'll only go through that one door or through that one window. Beishamay actually argues and says the only time machshav will work is only prior to the misa of the dead person. But once the corpse is already there, then you can't go and just with machshava change the status of the doorways. Beishamay says this works even when the dead person already died. 
as we explained, bit by law, and on that mission we learned. Amr Hesha Hesha explained, Latars Absachim Kalamabad, the only time we have a Shailah is only if we're going to be Matar Absachim from now and forward. But there was no Shailah that Mikanalabad in Lamafei that prior to this point, when you're already Mechashiv, at least Lafi Beisil, or if you open up a doorway, Lafi Beishamai, then there was no question that anything that was already in that doorway from beforehand already became Tomei. And we don't say the dinner prayer, because if you would say Yesh prayer, then we would say that in a Chanami, you only open the doorway, or only had Machshava, then you can take the mace out of this window or out of a specific doorway after the person already died. And if we say Yesh prayer, then we say it's a glory of that this doorway was the door that the mace is going to go out of, and this is the only door or the window that will become Tomei, and the rest of them shouldn't be Tomei, even in Mafreya. So you see from Hosha, by the fact that he says this din, that it's only Mikan Laba that heals Embraer. So how can it be an Agamur, but a barrel of wine, and but a animal that the Shufim own, that Rabbi Hosha actually says the Embraer? And that Gemara says, Apoch, let's switch it around. Rabbi Hosha, I'm an Embraer. Rabbi Hosha is going to be exactly like a Shita, but a Thomas Mace, and he's going to hold the Embraer. Rabbi Hosha, I'm an Embraer, and according to Rabbi Hosha, the din's going to be Embraer. In fact, Gemara, me as Rabbi Hosha, Embraer, could you say that Rabbi Hosha holds Embraer? From Rabbi Asi, I'm Rabbi Hosha, Rabbi Asi says the name of Rabbi Hosha, Ha'achin Shecholku, Lukuchas Hena Machsir, that if brothers go and make a chalukah in the Yerusha from the father, they're considered like they bought their assets from each other, and therefore the din is that they have to return the assets to one pot when it turns into Yevil, and then they'll re split and re divide it at that point. And by the fact that Rabbi Echen holds that when you have Yerusha and you split it up, you consider like Lukuchais, and the din is Machsir, you see Rabbi Echen holds Embraer, because if you hold the Embraer, then we look at Yerusha that the moment that you split it up, then it's that when the father left it over and the father died, each one got their and therefore, there's not a din of Machzino Zel Zabiyah because they were never shot from him. So at this point, the Gemara is a little stuck because we saw that Rabbi Yeshua holds that Embraer, and now we see Rabbi Yechon also holds Embraer. So who's the sheet that said in our Gemara that Yeshbraer? And the Gemara now wants to say, and maybe you can tell me, maybe in Chanami, as we saw in the gate of Din of Yavel, Rabbi Yechon holds over there that Embraer because that's a Din Deraisa, and therefore he's Machma, but maybe by a Din Rabbanon, like the case of Chavis and Behema, which is dealing with Chumim, which is Rabbanon, Maybe over there, Rabbi Yechlin's Islay Beira, and that's Pshad on Gemara. But the Gemara will now prove with Rabbanon me Islay. Could it be that in the Din Rabbanon, Rabbi Yechlin holds that Islay Beira? We're going to see that Rabbi Yechlin, even by a Din Rabbanon, holds that Leslay Beira. Vatani Ayoy, Ayoy learned, and Rashi says, Shem Chacham is his name of a Chacham, and he will come to explain the Din of Rabbi Yehuda, we'll mention in a moment. But the Din over there starts off as follows. As we know, if someone wants to make an Eir Tchumen, he has to go and place some item of food prior to Benesh Mashas in an area designated for himself and that will be his Makam Shvisa that's considered where he lived when Shabbos started now the Gemara in Erevin teaches us that if someone prior to Shabbos he's not sure which side of his town he wants to go to he heard this Rav A that's going to town A and he heard Rav B potentially is going to town B and he's not sure which year he wants to go to and both of them are more than the Tchum Shabbos away from the city so you can make a Tchum on both sides of the city and based on the concept of Brera then on Shabbos or on Yontiv you could decide and say that even though I wasn't sure before Shabbos Yontem, which city I wanted to go to. However, now that I decided on Shabbos Yontem that I want to go to City A, so now I say that that Erev, that place towards City A is my Erev, and the one that placed towards City B is not my Erev, and therefore based on the concept of the Eish then we say, that that was what my Erev was, and the Erev I placed towards City B is null and void. But if we hold that Eish then you can't do that. So Behuda says over there, that a person can't make Tonight on two different things which are contradictory because we don't have the concept of the Eishbreira and therefore we're not going to be able to go and make two Erev Tchumen. You have to decide before Shabbos which one is your 
Erev. And Rabbi Yehuda continues and says, A person can make a tithe before Shabbos and place an Erev towards the east and say, If the Chacham comes to the east, then my Erev should be on the east side. And if that Chacham, meaning there's only one Chacham that's coming, you're not sure if he's going to the east or to the west, and if he's going to come to the west, my Erev should be on the west side. But you can't go and make two Erevin for two different potential outcomes where there potentially are going to be two different Abadim, and I'm going to decide on Shabbos Yontem which Rav I want to go to. So the Gemara continues on Daf Lamaches, Amid Aleph, and asks a very obvious question. But we ask, Why couldn't you go and place two Erevin when potentially two different Abadim are coming to City A and City B, and I'm going to decide which one I want to go to on Shabbos Yontem? You can't do that because Ain Brera. So Mizrachim Ma'ariv Nami, Ain Brera. Just because there's only one Rav coming, and you're not sure if he's going towards the east or towards the west, how could that make a difference? L'chari, you can still have to rely on the concept of Yesh Beri in order to make this area of work towards whichever city the Rav actually comes to. And of course, we just said, that he holds Ain Beri because he says, if you have two Rav coming, one towards the east and one towards the west, then you can't go and make two different Erev Tchumen from Rav Bechon. And on that, Rav Bechon said, Rav Bechon actually answered and responded and said, Ain Chanami, Rav Yehuda holds Ain Beri, but the case was that the Chacham already came to either town A or town B. However, Ruvain that's in the middle between town A and town B wasn't sure which town the Chacham came to prior to Benish Mashes. So this is not a Chesar in the it's a Chesar in the idea of Ruvain. And therefore, this is not based on the question of Yesh Beira and Beira, and that's why Ruvain could go and make an Erev towards the east and towards the west, and then when he finds out on Shabbos that the Chacham came to town A, or the Chacham came to town B, then he could show that this is actually my Erev, because that was a goof of what I said originally, that's a tnai. It's not based on Breira, but it's based on her standard in of Tnaim. So the Gemara therefore says, Therefore you see the Rabbi Yechon doesn't hold the concept of Breira, even which is only Drabanan. So therefore you can't give me a territory. Rabbi Yechon only says Ein Breira by Deraisa, but by Drabanan the din would be Yesh Breira, because we see even by Tchumen, Rabbi Yechon holds that Ein Breira. The Gemara says, let's not switch around the shitas of Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Yesha. Now our original version that we had, which was Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, that is actually the correct version. So now we're back to the original question on Rabbi Isha. How can you tell me that Rabbi Isha holds that Isla Brera if we see that he holds less Brera than the Din of Thomas Hamis? On that, the Gemara says, The only time Rabbi Isha doesn't hold the concept of Brera was only by Thomas Mais, which is Dreisa. But Rabbi Isha is Makel and holds Isla Brera by a Din Rabbanan like Thomas. Darsh Mazutra Halach Rabbi Isha. Mazutra comes and says, The Halacha follows like Rabbi Isha that Aim Brera by Deraisa and Yeks Brera by Drabonan. And the Gemara continues, Amma Shmuel Shmuel states, Shoshel Adam. If there's someone that fattens behemoths to sell them, so he's a merchant, and people come on Yontif to buy from him. Now, people will come to this merchant and to the market to buy, not only from the city, but from other cities as well. And therefore, Zok Rashi, that this Meichel has in Kabonan, has Das, prior to Yontif, that no matter who's going to buy from him, it's going to go based on that person's Trum. And therefore, even if a person comes from a different city based on him and using an Eir of Tchumen, that it would be that it would be based on that person's Eir of Tchumen and he could walk it back to his city. However, Shoshal Roya, if you have an ox that belongs to a shepherd and shepherds generally didn't sell their weirs and they weren't selling the Bahamas, but it happened the people in the city knew that this person's a private person and he's a shepherd and they knew that sometimes he would sell Bahamas so therefore at times they would be able to buy from them. So there the din is that only the people in the city have a din that if they buy something from that Roya that they have their original Shvisa and their original Tumen that not based on the royal. However, if someone comes from another city and wants to buy something from the shepherd, the din would be that they would have to follow these trum of the royal and they wouldn't be able to be based on their original trum of their city. 
And the Gemara continues, Hashel Kli Mechaber Merav Yantiv. We said in Mishnah, if someone borrows a Kli from his friend and he borrowed it on Erev Yantiv, then the din is that the Tchum follows the person who is the borrower because he already borrowed it on Erev Yantiv. So, for Gemara Pshita, of course, Benish Master Shoyal already had this item, and therefore, of course, it's based on his Tchum. The Gemara says, Letricha, Shalai Mustalai El Yantiv. What happened over here was that they actually made up that he's going to borrow it, but he actually never gave it to him and he never did the Meshicha on this item prior to Yantiv, and he only took it on Yantiv itself. So, my time you might think that maybe we actually say that you don't have the tchum of the shoyal of the barra, but maybe you go based on the lender's tchum because la bershusuk may lemaisa wasn't in the shoyal's rishus prior to yantiv kamash one. So the chiddush of mish is that since he actually made up that he's going to take it from him, like as she says, even the it's considered already like in the shoyal's rishus, and therefore you go based on the tchum of the shoyal. So Rabbi Misaila Rabbi Yechon, this is like Rabbi Yechon said, Rabbi Yechon has shoyal klimah chaverim of yantiv alpha pishlei nasla, even though he didn't give it to him el biyantiv only on yantiv harei karagla shoyal. You still go based on the tchum of the shoyal, and just keep in mind that even though the Mishnah says the lashon hashoyal kli mechaber, they borrowed it from Erev Yantiv, but Rashi says vashoyal the katani b'tibura ba'alma was only with Diba, they only made up that he's going to borrow it for leimashiv chabayyim, and he didn't actually do the mashicha. And the Gemara continues with the next piece of the Mishnah b'yantiv karagle mashal. So if someone borrowing a kli from his friend and he actually borrows it on Yantiv, then he has it in like the mashal, like the lender, and it doesn't go based on the tchum of the borrower. So the Gemara says pshita l'chayir in this case short portion because if we just said that in the ratio we're talking about a case where the borrower only had a deal to take this from the marshal from the lender and he actually never took it from him and it was only so when the Mishnah states beyond the Karagla and Mashal it must be that they didn't do anything prior to Yantiv and even the Debar happened in Yantiv so certainly it's going to be in the Rishus of the Mashal because there was no transaction that actually occurred prior to Yantiv not even the Debar Ba'alma on that the Gemara says that the borrower always borrowed things from this lender and so therefore you might think that maybe the lender realized that this person will come and borrow from him and therefore you had Kavana before Yantiv that it's going to be in the Rishos of the borrower Kamash Mulan that the lender always says maybe he won't need to borrow from me maybe he'll find another person to borrow from and the lender therefore never had Kavana that it should be in the Rishos of the Shoyal of the borrower prior to Yantiv and therefore it goes based on the Tchum of the lender and not of the borrower the Gemara continues we had the last case of the Mishnah where woman went and borrowed from a friend some spices or water and salt in order to use in her stew or in order to make some bread and make her dough so the din was that since now it's a mixed item between her foods which she has her on and the foods of her friend that has a different tchum potentially therefore the only area that they can walk is only in the overlapping and common areas of both of the women that they share and nowhere else Mara states when Rabbi Abba was going from bubble to soul Omar he said the following to Rash says either when he wanted to go or while he was already traveling. And he said, I should say a good word and a good spur that should be accepted. When he got there, it's all Ashkar Abechran, Reb Khanin Bapapi, Reb Zayr of Amalon. Some say it was Rav Vov, Reb Shimon Bazi, Reb Yitzhak Nafcha, Vyasfir Karmi, and they were sitting and saying, Amai, why is the din of Mishnah that we share at Chum? And the din is that you have to be Chayshish for both the Chumim, the Labatal Maimu Melech, Lagabi Isa, the Chayr, the water and the salt should be bottled to the dough because there's a lot more flour and therefore based on the it should be completely bottled and therefore we should only look at the flower itself which belonged to one woman and therefore she should get her own tchum and she shouldn't be concerned with the other tchum at all. So and we turn to the and let's speak out the terrace of Rabbi Abba first before we see it inside. Rabbi Abba is going to state that although you're right that there is a concept of bittel that applies to Isten Heta. So for example if someone has nine pieces of Basra Shkuta and one piece of Nevela falls in then we have a standard in a bittel that says that we don't look at the 
Bela at all, and therefore it's bottle and it's not going to be us to eat that taruves. However, Rabbi Abba will explain that there's no din of bittel when it comes to someone's Shem Bailas and someone's ownership. So, for example, if Ruvain owns 10 kav of Chitin and Shimon has one kav of Chitin and Shimon's one kav of Chitin falls into the 10 kav of Chitin of Ruvain, of course we're not going to say that Shimon doesn't have any ownership in this 11 kav of Chitin. Of course, one kav still belongs to Shimon and Ruvain has no right to eat it and laugh. As Rashi says, and I'll be happy in something that he wasn't Terechin. It's not his Bailas and it's not his Mammon. And therefore, Rabbi explains to the Rabbanon that in a Chanami, there is a din of Isab in the Geit Chumen, but as we know, Chumen follows ownership because we know that Kalim and Abahema gets the Chum of the Bailam. So therefore, since it's interdependent in people's ownership in that item, but the din of Bittal doesn't apply to the din of Chumen. And although the Masha lent the water and the salt to the woman that had the flour, but still there was no din of Bittal over there because Hashem Bailas is still on the water and the salt, and therefore you have to take into account the fact that it was her items during the point of Banish Mashas, and since Bittal can't take off the Shem and the so when we look at this dough, you have the flour of one woman, you have the salt and the water of this other woman, and the Trum therefore is not based on the Shoyal, the Trum is based on Ragli Shteim, and is restricted to the overlapping and the common areas. So let's see this in the Gemara. Harish, in this would you say Ben that if Reuven had 10 Kav of Chitin and Shimon's one Kav of Chitin falls into those 10 Kav of Chitin that Reuven could go and eat all 11 Kav and he could be happy of course you don't say that and therefore over here also the Shem Bailam is never bottle and as we explained since the flour is owned by the Shoyal and the water and the salt is owned by the Mashal therefore we have to look at the Trum and it's restricted to the overlapping and the common areas the Gemara continues and says that although Rabbi Abba's whole filler when he left Bob to go to Eretzel was that if he says a Sfarah that the Bnei Eretz should accept his Sfarah and as Rashi says that I'm an Al Shalai Eibosh but the Maisa the Gemara says that the Rabbanon actually left at Rabbi Abba and he was embarrassed so it seems that the Rabbanon didn't agree to the Sfarah of Rabbi Abba so Amalu Rabbi Abba said back to him did I take your begging did I take your fancy cloak and that's why you're laughing at me my Sfarah is a good Sfarah and you're wrong for laughing at me but but they laughed at him once again and the Gemara explains says Shapa of the were proper that they left him because his smart that says that there's no bittle on Shem Bailam is actually wrong. And as we'll see in a moment, Rabbi Isha is actually going to prove that even Rabbi Abba agrees that there is a potential that sometimes you could have a bittle of a monetary value and of the Shem Bailas. Because why is it that when Rabbi Abba gave his example, he didn't give an example where Reuben had 10 cob of wheat flour and Shimon had one cob of barley flour and Shimon's flour got mixed up in Reuben's flour. And why didn't he give such an example? And Rabbeishia says, because that was Pashat, to have a min bishenimina, but that would be a case where you had a min with something that's not its same species. So you have wheat and barley, and therefore min bishenimina, bottle. Everyone agrees min bishenimina is bottle, even benegea ownership, and therefore when Reuven actually has now 11 kav of flour, he would actually be able to use all 11 kav of flour, and all he'll be hired to give Shimon is the value of his one kav of barley flour. So even though over here it's not talking about Issa, it's talking about ownership. Still, we're going to say the concept of bittol, even in such a case where it's min b'sheni even according to Rabbi Abba. And just to point out that even though we said min b'sheni that there's a din of bittol, but that of course is only by two products that get mixed up, and you can't see them; they're not end. So, for example, if it would actually be kernels of barley and kernels of wheat, then look here, just pick out the kernels of barley, give it to Shimon, and there won't be a din of bittol. However, that's why we explain that talking about wheat flour and barley flour because they're completely integrated and. And therefore, since there's 
complete tarubas, then we're going to say min b'shein amina is bottle. The Rebbe Yishe continues and says chitim chitim nami. Even when you had ten kav of wheat that belonged to Ruvain, and you had one kav of chitim that belonged to Shimon, that got mixed up. Nihid Rabbi Huda le bottle ain't a chinami Rabbi Abba lefishitis Rabbi Huda. You're right that it's not bottle, but the Rabbana mitul bottle. The Rabbana do say that it is bittul applicable, and even though it's not talking about isa and it's talking about ownership, they're still going to say that the one kav of Shimon is bottle into the ten kav of Ruvain and ain't a chinami. Ruvain will be able to eat all the eleven kav, and it'll just have a monetary obligation to pay back Shimon for the one kav of Chitin. So Zokra Baishia, your terrets that you wanted to give is not correct because Enochinami you could have bittel even but again a Shem Bailas and therefore when you have salt and water that's falling into a lot of flour, of course the salt and water will be completely bottle and therefore the you should go based on the trum of the shoyal and there should be a complete bittel of the Shem Bailas of the mashal of her salt and water. So therefore the Rabbanan's question is actually correct that over here we should say the concept of bittel and therefore the trum should be based on the shoyal and not based on the mashal at all. Now also keep in mind that Rabbi Isha is actually considering the water and the salt that's put into the flour as min baminai, and that's because water and salt and flour are required ingredients and then integral to making a dough and therefore they're all considered min baminai. The Amalir of Safra of Safra is so back to Rabbi Isha Moshe Shapikamit Rashi explains over here that the word Moshe means be a card of Moshe Kamishtaba that Rabbi Safra was swearing at the name of Moshe using the Lashe Chashivas of Moshe Shapikamit he was saying to Rabbi Isha are you saying a good svarah? your question on Rababa is incorrect because even though you're saying that bittel should apply and therefore lechayra, the trum should be based on the shoyal, but lemaisa that's incorrect because as we'll prove in a moment, bittel does not apply. Now Rashi in the Sukkah explains the word Moshe as the word Gadol Adar, and therefore he's saying to Rabbi Isha, you're a Gadol Adar. In addition, Rashi in Chulun also says Tamachacham, a similar idea, and therefore some explain in this Rashi, Rashi Dilo Maskel Moshe, the Karad Moshe Kamishabeach, that he was being Mishabeach. Rab Aisha with the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. But in any case, Rab Safra says back to Rab Aisha that Lachir Rab Abba's terrace was a good terrace because Vleishmilu did Rabbanan not hear Hadam Rabchir Ketisvah Mishmedu Rab that Haber Tzrois Migrani Shachaber Chayiv L'Shalom. In those days, when someone had a pile of wheat, they would be able to sell that pile of wheat even though it had some rocks in it and some pebbles. It would still be considered wheat, and therefore it wouldn't be considered a mekachtois if you sold some portion of it that had some pebbles. And Rav teaches us that if the Reuben has a pile of wheat and Shimon comes and picks out some of those small pebbles from the pile of wheat, Lemaisi is causing a loss to Reuven, and therefore Shimon has to actually go and pay the Demechitim, the value of the wheat, even though the pebbles were something which were bottle number one, and they didn't really have an intrinsic value because they were only pebbles, but since they could have been sold as wheat, therefore he has a chiv to pay back Demechitim to Reuven. So al So we see that even though Shimon only took out pebbles which were valueless and worthless, still since he made the wheat a smaller pile of wheat, and therefore he caused a loss to Ruvain, therefore he has to pay it back. Here also, when you have the water and the salt, it's also going to have a din that since Lamaisa, it's giving value to the dough because that's giving the time to the dough and their required ingredients and integral ingredients to the dough, therefore there shouldn't be bittel available. And Reb Abba's terrace makes sense that that's why in Amishnu we said they restricted to the overlapping and shared chum of the two women. So I'm going to back to Safra, you're trying to be raya from the small pebbles in a bundle of wheat that we said that's because there was in that case since Shimon had a tiny Reuven to give him back his money so therefore we say that there's no bittel but in our case by the salt and water since Rachel lent it to Leah for the entire yontem and therefore there's no tfiyah on the mammon so therefore of course we're going to say there's a bittel 
And Lachayr, the Chacham's Taino on the Mishnah is still a good Taino, and they're proper to laugh at Rababa. Amulaiser, if Safra said back to Abaya that you're telling me there's a chil between Mamashish Litovin and Mamashain Litovin, Vilata make a coin to your Shita, Hadam of Christa, Nevela, but Taylor Bishkutal, Fishi, Eshel Shutta, Shitas Nevela. And we have a din in Mesechus Menachas that says as follows We know that Lafishis are that we said at the beginning of the summit that Min Bimino is low bottle. When you have two things that are the same Min, there's no bittle, but Min Bishainu Mino is bottle. Now, Abhil learned that the Bela Shutta, that Betel is Zulu Zulu, Rabbi Huda, the coin to Rabbi Huda, that when you have a piece in the Bela and you have a piece of Shutta, there's a din of bittle, a coin to Rabbi Huda, which means that Lafir Rabbi Huda, the actually be Min Bishainu Mino. As we know, the Bela is something that once an animal dies, the din is that the terrorist says that that is Tame. However, a behemoth that actually is Shachat is not Tame. So therefore, they have two separate dinim, and therefore, Zok Rabchia, that that's considered Min B'Shein Aminoi, and even Lafi Rab the din would be that it would be Batal. But Rabchista explains that when Rabchia said that when you have Nevela, that it goes and mixes up together with Shruta, it's considered Min B'Shein Aminoi, that's only specifically if the Nevela falls into Shruta, which is derived. And the reason for that is, since the Shruta could never become something that's Tame, because of course it can't be Nevela once it was already Shachat properly, so therefore, now we have Nevela, which is one type of item, which is Tame. You have Shruta, which is another item, which is not Tame ever. Therefore, it's considered Mim Shainaminoi, and Lafir Abihuda would even be bottle. However, Zakrab Chista, then Enochinami, if you have actually Shruta that falls into an item which is Rav Nevela, over there we would actually say it's considered Mim Biminoi, and Lafir Abihuda would not be bottle. Now, why is it considered Mim Biminoi? Because since the Rav of this item, of this Taruvais, is actually Nevela, and even though, of course, it's true that Nevela is Tame because the Torah says that any animal that dies and was not Shacha properly becomes Tame, but we also know there's a din that once it's Masriach and once it becomes spoiled, and it's not really a ger, and even a ger can't eat it, then shuv ain't a kriya nevela, it's not considered nevela anymore, and therefore it's not tummy anymore, and therefore it becomes just like a shruta, just like shruta is busted, that's tar, also this piece of meat is also going to be tar, and that's why it could still be considered min b'minai, and it would not be bottle. As the Gemara says, shruta, if you have busted shruta that falls into rev nevela, ain't a betel nevela, it's not going to be bottle nevela, the fish efshel nevela, shruta, since nevela can lose its status as nevela, and it won't be tummy anymore, it will be tar, therefore it's considered min b'minai, and it's not going to be bottle. So hachanami dechi islay bailim the bottle. Are you going to say that if there would be bailim to these items, then there would be it would not be bottle, even in the case of nevela that fell into shkuta, because we would look at it as mamen sheishlay tayvin, and therefore it wouldn't be bittol. But of course we know that nevela is always going to be bottle in shkuta, and it's not dependent because it's sheishlay bailim or inlay bailim. There's still a din of bittol brayv. So we clearly see that even when there's a din of bittol brayv, it's not dependent if there's mamen sheishlay tayvin or inlay tayvin. The din of bittol still applies, and therefore in our Mishnah, when we have water and salt that's going and mixing together with the dough, and over there we're going to say that there should be no bittel, as Rav Safra proved before from the small pebbles that kila chasrei, that they consider chasrei ingredients are required and integral ingredients, and therefore you can't be mevatel them, so lechayrit shouldn't make a difference, it's mam and sheyesh or mam and sheyin we're still not going to say it didn't bittel, and lechayrit of Abra's terrorist to the chacham is correct, but the Gemara says, if you're going to tell me that in the chinami, even when you have a situation when Nevela falls into Shruta, and we generally would say that there's a bittel, still we wouldn't say it when it's labaylam, and in our Mishnah where it's less labaylam, l'chayra, it should be bittel, and the Rabbanon have a good question on our Mishnah, but the Gemara says, Batani, we have a brisa, if someone finds an item which is hefka, that item itself was kain and shvisa, and you're allowed to walk with that item for 2,000 amas from the point where you found that item on Shabbos, even though there's no baylam, because it's hefka, but it's considered like it has baylam, so Lachir, we see clearly that even something that's inlam bailam, but again, it's considered chashiv enough that it sets its own trum. So therefore, the Amish, the salt and the water, even if you're going to say that's 
it's still considered chashiv enough that it should have its own tchum, and therefore, Lechayra, Rabbi Abba is therefore correct that there is no bittel shaykh in our Mishnah, and therefore you should be restricted to the overlapping and shared area. Malay, Abayu responds to Rav Safra and says, Rabbi Abba's teretz is not a good teretz because me kamidamis is in all the cases that you're bringing, that you're saying that bittel does not apply, that was all negated to mumness. So, for example, by the case of the Treyus, by the case of the pebbles, that's a case where Shimon took out pebbles from Ruven's tour, and therefore he's hired to pay back the mum and bailam. Of course, there's mum and bailam involved, and certainly Shimon has to pay Ruven back for his loss of money. And of course, bittel can apply, and the same then applies to our Mishnah. And even, for example, in our Mishnah, there would be a Tvius mum. So, for example, instead of having a case where Rachel borrowed salt and water from Leah, instead she actually stole it from Leah, Enochanami would still be a Tfiyas Mammon, and we wouldn't say Bittel, because of course, it's the Mammon of Bailam, it's the Mammon of Leah, and Rachel would have to pay her back. However, but again, Din of Tchumen, that's a Din of Issa, and of course, the Din of Bittel applies to Dine Issa and Heta, and since the water and the salt that belong to Leah is the Mead, so that's going to be Bottle Bereib, and therefore the only Tchum that you have to follow over here is the Tchum of Rachel, and Lechari, the Rabbanon's question is a valid question, why do we say over here that you're restricted to the overlapping and the common areas? Continue with the Gemara, but time my Lemaisa, what's a Pshad on Mishnah that you're restricted to the overlapping and the Shir Tchum? Lechari, we should say Bittel. Abaya says, We make a Xera that even though that in this case you actually borrowed these ingredients from your friend, and over here, Lechari, we should say Dinah Bittel, and really the Shoyal should have their own Tchum because the rest of the ingredients were actually bottled to her ingredients. However, we're concerned that in case where they didn't borrow ingredients, instead Rachel and Leah got together and they actually baked bread together, they will think that the din still applies that each one of them has their own tchum. And of course, in that case, since they're shufim and it's not a case of a shoyla mashal, certainly they're restricted to overlapping into the shir tchum. And that's why we made xera that we said even when there's a shoyla mashal situation, we're going to restrict them to their common areas. Now Rashi explains that a bayis teretz is specifically regarding dough that has water and salt in it. However, rava amar rava now explains in the Mishnah we also spoke about spices spices is talking about a case where you're placing spices into a pot in order to cook up a stew and Rav explains in that case we don't have to come on to the Xerah of Abaya we could just say very simply that we have a din that time is not bottle and therefore since there's no bittel that's available in the case of spices and that's why in the case of a Kedira there's a din that are restricted to the overlapping and the shared common areas and he says that's a Deichah to say that Abaya and Rava are actually coming to give one tarot for the Mishnah. L'chei Nir and therefore Tais says that Abaya Shani Isa v'hu adin Kedera Abaya is actually answering B'negea Isa as well as to a pot of food Shem atasu v'shufus and Xeria is because maybe you'll do a shufus as we explained and Rava Shani Kedera Rava is talking about spices in a pot v'hu adin Isa and he's also talking about a dough the Melech Yav Taima because we know that salt gives taste in the Isa or Mayim Chashivah and Mayim is also Chashiv the Ika Isa Nasim Mayim because the main part and the main ingredient the integral ingredient of a dough is water, and therefore that would not be bottle if he rubber, and therefore Abai and Rava actually completely different to Rutsim. And we continue on Daflam and Tassam and Alf, Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi gives a third tarot, Mishun, the Havali Dovish Yishlamatir, Chal Dovish Yishlamatir, and Afilub Elifloy Bottle. That the reason why Bittel is not applicable in our Mishnah is because of the cloud that we had early in Musekta, that Dovish Yishlamatir and Afilub Elifloy Bottle, and over here it's a Dovish Yishlamatir, and because since this woman could wait and go and eat her pass at any place that she wants after Yontiv, therefore let her wait until that point and then eat it at that point number one and number two even on Yontiv she's not completely restricted with this dough and she could actually take it within her overlapping and her common area with her neighbor
Sheba. However, she's just restricted a little bit that she can't go further, and therefore that's considered a double Shisha material, and that's why it's not bottle in the Mishnah, and we will stop over here.